Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Night Show. I am your host and athletic director, Michael Fahey. I want to start off by saying I hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas with your families. I certainly did, um, and I know a lot of our Christmases look different given the circumstances of the COVID pandemic, uh, but we made the most of it uh, and we truly had a, a fabulous time um, celebrating on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, we're bringing another episode to you to wrap up uh, the 2020 year. It's been a crazy year, but I do not want to miss the opportunity to introduce our new head baseball coach, Coach Matt Smith. Matt uh, brings a tremendous amount of experience from various different private and Catholic schools in the Chicagoland area, uh, and he brings Division Three baseball playing and coaching experience to the table. I'm truly um, excited to introduce him to you. Uh, the interview we had was great, and you can definitely hear his passion uh, for the game of baseball and his student athletes at IC Catholic Prep. I hope you enjoy. Go Knights. episode so we are rolling right now and uh i do want to thank you for jumping on here you know before we clicked record we talked about the benefits of starting this and i think it's very beneficial to have all of our coaches on here especially if they are new to the community uh mm -hmm. just for parents and student athletes to get a, a face with the name and kind of understand your background and and what you have um, um, you know, your philosophy and whatnot coming into IC. So thank you so much for, for jumping on during break. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's something I've, I've always been interested in. And as we talked about kind of being podcast people, it's always mm -hmm. pretty cool to do it. And then when you're asked to do it, it's a little nerve wracking because you're like, Oh my God, like, what do these people talk about? How are they doing stuff and that, and everything. So did a little research on how just to uh, communicate through a podcast. Well, there's like, there's like food, you know, different schools of thought with podcasts where it's like yeah. some are just like jump on here and talk about what you talk about and see how it goes, right. you know, and then there's ones that are more structured that, you know, maybe a journalist might be doing a, you know, a straight Q and a, um, mm -hmm. where, you know, we've had enough conversations, but we both know we both like to talk. So right. I, don't, yeah. I, don't think <laughs> I don't think we're going to have any issues filling yeah. up filling up 25 30 minutes for our listeners um yeah so let's jump right into this all um, right head baseball coach matt smith you have a pretty good playing career pretty good coaching career so talk us through maybe from high school on playing and how you transitioned into your coaching and where you've been um that led you to uh IC Catholic prep all right, absolutely. Uh, I went to Notre Dame High School. It's an all-boys school in Niles. I was a two-sport athlete there. I uh, did football and baseball. Um, if you kind of ask any of my coaches what was my first love, um, they'll always say baseball. <laughs> um, so I was there for uh, a varsity athlete for, for two years there. Got called out my, halfway through my sophomore year. Um, great time there. Loved it. It really um, kind of helped shape me to who I am today 
um, as, a, as a high school athlete and as a coach and as a person. Um, so from Notre Dame, I went to Concordia University in River Forest, um, which when I first got there, we were a 500 team and kind of middle of the road in our conference. Um, and as of two years ago, proud to say we were number one in the nation for an entire year. Um, so very, very proud to be an alum from there. Um, during my time at Concordia, um, I was a pitcher. I actually came in as an outfielder um, and then transitioned to a pitcher halfway through the fall of my freshman year. Um, and kind of came out of the bullpen, did a couple of things my freshman year. And the last three years, I was the closer. So I uh, really embraced that role, really took it, um, you know, the bull's uh, horns um, and kind of ran with it. I, I loved it. It was fun coming in in those pressure situations, uh, kind of game is on the line, the other team's, you know, looking to get the best of you. And um, it really kind of fueled me as a player. And I didn't know I really had that in me um, until that first experience happened. And I was just like, you know what, this is great. It was a huge adrenaline rush. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And I'm going to just really embrace it and, and dive into that. So um, doing that, I, I had a pretty good college career. Um, I was in the NCAA for um, two records, don't hold them, but in the record book and NCAA. And then I held the record for most appearances um, at Concordia with uh, 79 appearances. Um, so a couple of things uh, that, you know, I kind of um, am proud to do that. It was never, you know, trying to chase a goal or, or um, a record book or anything. It was just going out there every day and just trying to be better than, than the previous day. Um, so from there, I actually got a business degree when I was at Concordia as an undergrad. Um, but then when I, I finished up, I was like, you know what? I really enjoy being around the game, I re especially my senior year. I really started to kind of think of myself as a coach and really wanted to pursue that and didn't really know kind of what avenues to take, um, especially with a business degree, knowing that, you know, if I did decide to go into the business world, it'd be really difficult to get to the ball field every day. So. Um, when I graduated in December, uh, the coaching, the head coach at the time asked me if I wanted to join, um, the coaching staff, he's like, I'll give you a thousand dollars. You want to just come join, help us out. I know how much you want to do. I said, absolutely. Um, so I did that. And then that following August, I applied for the graduate assistance job. And so I was a full-time student getting my master's done. Um, but then also a graduate assistant for three years. Um, so I really jumped into coaching for three years at the collegiate level, which I loved. And I'll be the first one to say, um, if anyone is looking to go pursue a degree beyond their bachelor's, um, and if you're an athlete, be in, become a graduate assistant. It, it gives you a whole different aspect of the game. Um, it gives you a different, you know, um, everyday routine of what coaches go through. So I really think those three years helped shape me to who I am as a coach and to really set that foundation of the great stepping stones, a great blueprint of who I am and, and the core of who I am as, as a coach. So I did that for three years, loved it. Uh, um, totally different aspect from playing to coaching, um, which is, if, if people didn't understand what, what it's like to be a college coach, become a GA and you, and you realize the daily grind that, that you go through um, with, being a college coach um, and, and I know you know you were around the game at, at that um, kind of aspect a little bit from um, 
playing at Benedictine to, you know, being at UIC and down at Tennessee, like you saw a totally different aspect and, and it gives you a totally different shape and mindset of, of the game and, and how to absorb it and how to take it in. Um, so from there, when the, I finish up, the, my... let me cut you off the benefits. Um, and we'll, after you're done, we'll revisit a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I got a couple questions that popped up, but just the benefits of being a graduate assistant. I didn't get the opportunity to be a graduate assistant, but I did. I was a young video coordinator at University of Tennessee, and then I went to DePaul. And, you know, to piggyback off of what you, you're saying, the benefits of being the low man on the totem pole and kind of mm-hmm. being forced to be that jack of all trades and learning from all these different coaches, um, the benefits are tremendous. You know, you learn so yeah. many different aspects of the um, – of, of the staff and of the job, you know, so. Oh, yeah. And, and the networking that goes along with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the ABCA, the National Convention, and going down there my first time as a coach, I mean, it was, like, instantly hooked. Like, you're like, wow, there is, like, 7,000 guys who feel and breathe the same passion that I have for coaching and teaching the game and developing players, and it's just mm-hmm. like, and it's everyone from the division one level all the way to high school coaches and even youth coaches. And like the cool part with it is like, I'm what, 22 years old and I'm in an elevator right next to Mike Martin, the legendary coach at Florida state. And I'm standing there and I'm just like, uh, and I kick myself to say, I didn't say anything, but I'm just like, I have no idea what to say to this guy. Like what, what do you say to a legendary hall of fame coach at one of the most iconic programs in the country? So, um, yeah. So from there, um, I did my student teaching out at Elgin High School, and I was the head sophomore coach at Streamwood High School in U46, um, which was awesome. It, it was really cool going from a GA to being like, hey, you're the head sophomore coach, you know. Um, and that year was a special year at Streamwood. Um, I got to be a part of a team that made it all the way to the super sectional championship. Um, so that was the first time, you know, um, you know, being a part of that, which was, again, I was extremely lucky and blessed to be a part of it because it's like, I know what, what it takes to get there, the atmosphere, what it's like. Um, I mean, imagine at a high school game and there's, you know, a thousand people there. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but normal high school games, you get 50 and you're like, oh, that's a ton. But you're to a playoff game, there's a thousand people. It's pretty cool. It's an electric, it's an awesome, awesome time. Um, so from there, um, I spent, I went to Maine West for two years. I was a teacher's assistant there. Um, I was a head freshman, and then I was a varsity assistant my second year, uh, and then I landed a full-time teaching gig at a school in, in the city, um, and then made the transition from there to um, Notre Dame, um, my alma mater. I was there for uh, four years and loved it. It was great. It was awesome to be able to give back to the school that gave me so much for four years. Um, and then uh, made it and always looking to grow. And that was the one thing as a coach, um, you know, and I'll always kind of tell, you know, um, people who are looking to pursue into coaching, it's like always find an opportunity to be able to grow. Um, always find an opportunity to, to better, your, better yourself and, and, and really be challenged as a coach too. So um, made the switch over to Loyola Academy, um, big rivalry of Notre Dame outside of St. Pat's. Um, and, uh, I was there for two years. Um, again, very successful um, when we were there. Gave a you know great um, run for it. My first year, uh, lost in the super sectional championship again, um, and that was again a, an awesome team, great experience. Um, and then 
from there, I, I was offered a head coaching job at St. Francis down in Wheaton. Um, obviously, because of COVID, I was there for maybe a week and a half. So it's really hard to say I did really any coaching there. And then um, the opportunity uh, to always want to be a head coach was in the back of my mind. Um, even from my first head coaching job um, back at Schumann, I was like, you know what? I really want to run my own program someday. And saw that there was an opportunity at IC and, and applied for it um, and was very grateful to, to be able to take over a historic program, a very good program, um, and try to take it to the next level. So very lucky to be a part of it, be a part of the IC family, and excited to you know see what 2020 brings for us. Totally. Oh, that's great. Thank you for, for walking us through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of people don't know, like we have a running, we have the running joke that you went to Notre Dame and Niles, and I went to St. Patrick High School and they're huge rivalries. But yes. definitely got to tip my hat off to their baseball program. And, you know, they have some great people there that I've got to know. And I, obviously after you graduate, all the rivalry stuff goes in the trash, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but you, you mentioned that it's, you know, being at Notre Dame shaped the way you are today. And they were a pretty, you know, impactful four years. And that leads me to my next question about just being at another Catholic high school um, and coaching at IC you know, how important is it to be coaching at a Catholic school where you've once learned so many different lessons, um, you know, when you were in high school? Um, yeah, it, to me, it really means, it means a lot. And, and I always go back to it. It's kind of like teaching. Like you have a call for, for teaching and, and the, you have a passion for it. And going to Notre Dame, um, you know, I went to public school my whole life growing up. And then for high school, I decided to go there and, and, and there were, there were some, you know, challenging times. Um, my freshman year, my grandfather passed away, who was, you know, super, he and I were so close. Um, and I had some great coaches that really helped me through that time and some great teachers. And that's what really drew me back to wanting to teach and coach at a Catholic school was, was that connection right there and, and the impact that they made. Um, and, and I think there, there's something to be said about coaching at a at a catholic school um you're able to talk about god which obviously at public schools you're not you really aren't allowed to do that um but i really think that you know having a strong faith-based community and being able to come back to being able to talk about god and, and especially for young adolescent males to be able to say hey it's it's okay to talk about god it's okay to you know pray and, it, and it's great to, to have these conversations and i really think that that's what helps shape or help shape me to do who I am and, and being able to always have that faith base and, and have that root and, and have that to my core that being able to give back to a school and, and kind of walking in those similar shoes as, as my players do um, and, and understanding what it's like every day um, for them to, you know, have to wear a uniform and have to go through these routines and that kind of stuff to, to be able to have that communication with them. Um, I think really, really helped me to be able to take over this program and be able to talk to my players about those things. So, um, but like I said, it's definitely a calling um, to want to be able to teach and especially coach at a, at a Catholic school. Um, just quick, quickly, you mentioned when you were at Concordia, Chicago, they were a 500 team. And now at one point recently, they were number one in the nation. Has there been change yes. in staffs? Like, what do you attribute that? That happened at Benedictine too. When I was there, we were 
a 500 team, and then they went 31 and 0 and lost in the national championship. They were number one in the nation. What do you, you know, what do you attribute those successes to? Was it a coach? Was it just a culture change? Um, so when I got there, um, we were the largest recruiting class. We had 14 kids in our recruiting class. Um, the head coach who was there at the time, um, did a really good job of, of building a program. Um, and I think it was just the relentless attitude of we're just, we're just always going to get better. And, and he was somebody that challenged us mentally with just different things of uh, waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go for a run. Um, having practices on Friday nights from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And then Saturday morning, getting up at 7.30 for practice to go to 10 a.m. So it was those things right there of just putting us through mental grinds and, and really just challenging us mentally that challenges us physically to do stuff. And um, making sure our teammates got up and, and put that responsibility on us because we all lived on the same floor together. And, you know, if one guy was late, you know, we're, we're running. And it was, you know, forcing us to, to get kids up and to get our players up. So he did that. Um, there was a coaching change um, during my graduate, during um, the end of me being a GA. Um, and from there, the coach that took over, he was our assistant who came from Carthage, which was, again, a historic baseball program at the D3 level. Um, and he really set, set that stepping stone to – you know, getting to, to the next level and getting to greatness. So I think every year that Concordia, um, you know, did that, it was being able to go after bigger recruits, go after, you know, um, top level players and just that endless pursuit of, uh, or relentlessness of just, we're going to be better. We're going to find a way to be better than the other team. They may not, we may not match up to them physically, but we're going to mentally be able to stay within a game. We're going to, you know, be a smarter baseball team. Um, and that's something that, that I learned a, a lot was um, the mental side and being uh, mentally tough and, and being able to teach and, and see that from the coaching side of how to implement that mental toughness in, into the players um, and, and still giving them that, that confidence to be successful, but having them fail during our practices. And that's something I've talked to my players about. It's like, I, I want you to fail. We're going to push you to that limit. So when the game comes, it's, it's, it's not going to be second nature to you, or it's going to be second nature to you. It's not going to be like, Oh my gosh, like what's this coming at me right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I talked to our players about this and in my parent meeting is I don't call it practice. It's more of a training session um, because practice to me is like when you walk onto a golf tee um, before you walk up um, and you're, you know, driving the ball um, at the range or doing your putting um, before you go and tee off, like you're getting practice, you're feeling good about yourself. Same thing with batting practice before a game, you know, you're, you're getting your swing, you're getting loose and that kind of stuff. Well, when you go into a weight room, it's a training session. You're going in there to train, you're going in there to push yourself to exertion mentally, physically, emotionally. And it's like, well, why would I call practice this? Because it's all about changing things in your mind. It's all about a mindset of using certain words that will now all of a sudden change what you're thinking. Um, so I, I like to kind of call our practices training sessions. Um, I, and that's something I started to implement with our players. Um, but yeah, um, kind we'll of go we'll back. Get into, we'll get into words in a second. We'll yeah. get into a couple of, you know, four words that I want to touch base on, but let's talk about IC now. Got hired over the, you know, the lockdown, the quarantine and, you know, whatever you want to call it. And 
it's just been a wild whirlwind of a year so yeah. far. But, you know, with your season getting pushed to the summer, um, was initially, you know, start of practice was going to be May 3rd and you couldn't play until two weeks after that. But then they pushed it to, you know, April 11th, gave you an extra two weeks of games because yeah. you kind of got the short end of the stick after losing last season. Um, so there's just been crazy and every other day that we can, you know, we're figuring yeah. out new information. Um, but with that, you know, because some people lost those summer contact days, the IHSA allowed for teams that were not competing in the fall to have 20 contact days from Labor Day until the end of October. And you took advantage of having 20 days. Now, how important were those days uh, for you to kind of set the ground rules and, and, and introduce yourself to, to your team and start building that culture? I mean, those were just imperative. I mean, it, it was unbelievable when um, we were able to do that. I was in the car with my wife. We were um, just driving, and, and um, she's a hockey coach. And, uh, you know, we saw it, and it came up, and I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Like, you know, I, and being able to set that, that framework and set the groundwork um, is it, huge. And, and, and not only is it important for me to to be able to set you know what the foundation of the program is like where we're going to be going and, and taking those first steps of just um of what we need to do but building the relationship with the players um you know still still doing that and and you know because there were guys that were playing fall sports and and other things going on um so i didn't get to meet everybody but it's all about building that relationship first and it's it was about them knowing who I am and starting to learn each other's personalities and build that trust. Because if you, if you can't build that trust as a coach with your players and, and they don't know who you are to the core of a, who you are as a person, it's going to be really hard to ask them to do a lot of things for you to kind of push through that threshold. Cause it's like, you know, who is this guy? We're still figuring them out. So those 20 contact days, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a, um, a personality standpoint mm-hmm. it, it was huge standpoint, right for Perfect. sure yeah for sure um relationships yeah it, it, that's a much better way to put it um was that it was just so important for for that um and especially knowing our coaching staff um our freshman our head freshman coach he was hired a week before covid happened our sophomore staff two weeks before and then myself and two other coaches at the varsity level came in. So there was really two coaches from the previous coaching staff that knew who the kids were and the kids knew who they were really. Mm-hmm. Um, so those 20 contact days were, were just huge. Um, and, and I'm glad I was able to get those and, um, and kind of, again, like I said, be able to set the groundwork and the framework of moving forward and, and where we want to get to, um, you know, five years down the road. Yeah. No, and then from an athletic director standpoint, it was great that you guys were able to, you know, all of our sports that weren't competing in the fall, it was great mm-hmm. for them to be doing something for our student athletes to stay engaged and, and stay active and, you know, enjoy some, some time with their, with their teammates. But um, from my perspective, also just seeing a, a, a new head coach at IC to be able to take advantage of those days. So I appreciate you jumping in head first with those 20 days. Um, Absolutely. You mentioned culture, you mentioned relationships, and we mentioned words um, and the way we talk. So on the back of your T-shirts for baseball, I've noticed that it says 
an acronym Thor, T H O R, yeah. kind of like the Marvel character. Um, yeah. Can you, you know, let us know what those stand for and why those are kind of like the pillars of your program? Yeah. So the T is for teamwork. Um, and then I'll kind of go, I'll explain them and then go through them. Um, H is for honor. Um, o is for optimism. And R is for relentless. Um, so I, I thought of those and, and came up with the acronym Thor for it. Um, and just, you know, when you think of the character Thor, he's this God figure um, of a cartoon that they, you know, created. And, you know, he's like, total dude pretty much and, <laughs> and, and 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 I thought of those things and I'm like you know what, what makes like what makes a a dude and like on the ball field and off the ball field um and you know teamwork like that that was a whole a big one and and, and it's not you know the the word team like you know together everyone achieves more which is true but it's learning how to understand like and being selflessness of, hey, you know what, like, I, I got to put the team before me. And, and being able to have that mindset and being able to understand, like, there's something bigger than just me, like, I'm here for the team. Um, and that's something that we really talked about with all of our players, especially those 20 contact days of, you know, we need to put other people before us. And, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing of, um, you know, being at a Catholic school, like putting others before you and, and really embodying that and, and taking, you know, and breathing it and, and living it. And, and it's true. Like you have to put others before you, you got to think of other people before you, and it's only going to make you a stronger person, but it's going to make everyone else around you stronger. Um, so teamwork has, has a, has a much deeper rooted meaning than just, um, you know, together everyone achieves more it is a much deeper meaning and, and still driving back to the catholic faith and, and what the bible says um honor um you know you want to live above a line like there has to be honor of, of what you're doing there has to be um taking ownership in, in who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it and taking pride in what you're doing um and, it, and it's not even just on the ball field it, it's everything outside of it um, and, and if, you know, you can take pride in what you do and, and you can have um, um, and give 100% with everything that, that you're doing and, and feel good about yourself and know that you gave everything you could, then, then you did, then you did good. And, and so that, that's a big one for us right there. And then um, optimism, you know, always having that mindset of, you know, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to figure out a way to get it. Um, and you know, cause there's a lot of times life's going to throw you a ton of things where it's just going to kind of kick you when you're down. Um, especially, you know, especially uh, right now what we're seeing, you got to stay yeah, positive for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and realizing you can't give up and you just gotta, you gotta push through it. And no matter how many, you know, times you get kicked down or the darkest of days and, and kind of walking through, you know, a dark forest with, with no flashlight, but realizing, you know, there's light at the end of it. Um, you know, and being able to teach that. And I think the game of baseball teaches that perfectly for the kids. And it teaches great life things is you can put the best swing on a ball and hit one into the gap and the center fielder makes a diving catch. On paper, it's an out. But you did everything you possibly could 
to help your team be successful. And somebody else, they moved and they caught it. And that's life. And you have to realize that. And it's, and you can't look at it as a failure. You got to look at it as like, all right, well, the guy made a great catch or what can I do next time? And it's taking those failures and turning them into um, learning opportunities and, and being able to take, take those. And, and if you're able to do that, you're, you're going to be much, much more successful in life. So having that optima, um, you know, optimism and then relentless. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Like if you want something, you got to figure out a way to go get it. Um, you got to just, you know, um, and we, we equate it to baseball. It's like, you know, we want to swipe as many bags as possible. Like you want second base, go get it. Like there's no one stopping you, but you. Um, and, and just realizing that, you know, if you want something bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to get it. Um, comes down to the point in the game where it's just like, we got to get this running and this guy's just dealing out there. Well, we got to, you got to figure it out on, on how to do it or, or you're pitching and, you know, there's a situation where it's just like, you know, we can't take you out. And it's like, well, you just got to gut it. And you got to just figure out how to get this ball over the plate, get a, get a ground ball, get a fly out, get us out of that inning. Um, so just kind of just teaching that mindset and really pushing on our kids. And, and we put it on the back of our T-shirts um, and we talk about it all the time because it's something that I want our players to be ingrained. Like when we would be kind of breaking it down at the end, I would ask the players or the other coaches would like, what is for me? And because we want the kids to understand what it is. We want them to be, to be able to recite it. We want them to understand what it is. And, and understand with, with a culture, it's not going to happen overnight. But understand that, like, we just need to ingrain this and, and, and put it in their heads of, of what it is. And that Thor's bigger than – Thor's not just the game of baseball. Thor is life. You have this mindset. You have this understanding, these four pillars of – um, a good framework, you're going to be super successful in life when you take it. And that, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about as a coach is helping these kids understand, you know, what life is all about and helping them like set that foundation. So when they leave, I see they're, they're going to be successful in whatever they do and have a good foundation, have a good mental approach to things. Well, I did run into a couple of your baseball players in the weight room not too long ago, and they had the Thor on the back of their shirt. And I went up to one of the players and I said, what does Thor stand for? Just kind of give them a little quiz there, and they definitely yeah. nailed it on the head. So your guys are paying That's attention. good to hear. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, hey, Coach, I want to thank you for jumping on. Um, I think this was great for our, for our community and, and uh, our baseball families and, and our athletic community. Um, you know, just, you know, jumping on here, you were, you were researching how to talk about a podcast, but yeah. we know, we know it's very easy to talk about what you're, what you're passionate about. And you clearly are passionate about baseball and IC Catholic prep and your student athletes. So thanks a lot. And, uh, you enjoy the rest of your break. Um, and awesome. hopefully we get this, we get this episode up here shortly. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. Have a great one. Yep. I'll talk to you.